It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Silver and Black. Today, the Wednesday edition, special edition. We are still going to get some mail. We usually do mailbag edition. Mo and I love doing that. Uh, and and Mo hasn't had a chance, only one chance, last week since he's been back to do it. We love it. Uh, and so we're going to get to it in the third segment today because of the game tomorrow. And then a reminder, myself, Mo, and Murph with our Voice of the Fan segment, which has become very, very popular. We knew it would. That's why Murph is on the show. And uh, he will be with us as well tomorrow night, Thursday night, after Thursday night football. That's right. So for those of us on the Eastern time zone, that's late. Uh, For you guys on the West Coast, uh, right after the game, you'll be able to uh, check out our live post-game show here on YouTube. And of course, the podcast uh, audio version goes up right after that show ends. So you can get it in the middle of the night. If you want to listen to it, you can listen to it uh, on the way to work on Friday. So make sure you do that. Also follow Mo on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. The show is SNB today and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. Okay, Mo, some transactions late yesterday for the Raiders. Um, They signed uh, defensive tackle Kyle Pecco, who we're familiar with, obviously, in and out of the roster there. Uh, to the active roster to make room, the Raiders have said goodbye to Kendall Vickers. So uh, obviously the play of the defensive interior with Cleland Furl, with Jerry Tillery, with Bilal Nichols, I think uh, they're kind of settled on what they wanted to do. So Kendall Vickers, who's been there uh, for a few years and really uh, did a good job when he needed to, um, has, has been let go. And they've also signed Austin Calitro to the practice squad. He came off uh, the New York Giants uh, practice squad this year, 2022. He played for the Bengals last year during their Super Bowl run as well. 11 starts, 89 tackles, and one and a half sacks. So just another guy for the practice squad there. But Mo, a little bit of movement there. I think that shows you the confidence in that Jerry Tillery coming in there and Bilal Nichols playing up to his potential. Uh, They like what they're seeing for the rest of the way. The other thing is Kendall Vickers has missed, I believe, the last three games with a back injury. Back so injury. maybe there's there's some uh, issue. Maybe they think he may not be healthy enough to contribute at a at, the, at an optimal level. So you go with a healthier Cal Pecco and what you have at that posi- in that position group. So yeah, it makes sense. Uh, not a major move, but again, they I guess they feel a lot better with Jerry Tillery making an impact as. You know, as a lot of people have read on Sports Night, I wrote an article about Chandler Jones' breakout three-sack performance against the Chargers, and, his, and he gets credit for that, but it's partially because Jerry Tillery is able to make a push along with Lyle Nichols on the inside. So, Mo, you look at this Rams team that the Raiders are going to face tomorrow night uh, on national TV. Of course, we know about Matthew Stafford uh, and the offense and, and him being out and injury and all that jazz. But you look at that defense, the, the, the Rams defense, um, not great, but they still have great players there and they still are competitive. You talked about in the first segment that you expect this game to be close. What does this Rams team do on both sides of the ball that could create some matchup issues and, and, and some issues for the Raiders overall as they face uh, Los Angeles tomorrow night in SoFi Stadium? 
Well, as I briefly mentioned, they they've discovered their run game, which is really Sean McVay's bread and butter. He usually actually runs his offense through uh, off of the run game. They haven't been able to get that going early in the season. As I said, Cam Akers, who's had some issues with the team, thought at one point he would be traded, not traded. Kyron Williams is back there as a backup. Uh, those guys are getting it going on the ground. So the Raiders are going to have to bear down and make sure that Cam Akers doesn't break one open or Kyron Williams doesn't catch one out of the backfield because their they're running backs can be dynamic together. On the defensive side of the ball, you always have to circle Jalen Ramsey. Where is he going to line up? He's, he's basically the proverbial chess piece. He can line up in the slot, can line up on the outside. So he may not be lined up across from Devontae Adams on every snap, even though I think that's probably a good idea with the way Devontae Adams is playing, have your best defensive back, your best cover man against the Raiders, the best pass catcher, but he can move around the formation. So you have to be, uh, no, you have to know where he is on the field because if you make a mistake, he can make a big play on the back end. Yeah. It's, and, and I, and I, I think you're right about this point. People, people look at records and you dismiss a team, but it doesn't tell the whole story all obviously. And, and I think that the Rams are going to be a matchup, so there's some matchups, matchup issues there based on uh, the Raiders and what they've been doing. But this Raiders team, with all the confidence they have, with the play they're getting on offense from Devontae Adams, uh, I don't expect, uh, and, and we haven't heard a peep, that Hunter Renfro or Darren Waller will be back. Why would they on an early week? I think the better chances of them coming back are next Sunday against the Patriots. Uh, you look at this Raiders team, Mo, and you look offensively, uh, I'm still really concerned. We haven't heard much about Josh Jacobs this week. Of course, the calf injury the last two weeks has not uh, prevented him from having stellar games. But on this short week, we talked about it on Tuesday, but I'm still concerned about that. And I think it's going to be another game time decision for them. And 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 perhaps we might see a different running back, especially on the short week, uh, handle the load. Maybe Zamir White finally gets the carries that we've thought about. Uh, but But your point about that running back and the fact that they haven't developed another one certainly puts more pressure to make sure Jacobs plays. The other thing is I believe Amir Abdullah got dinged up in the last game. Mm-hmm. So I, I, it's tough when you have a workhorse running back, because if that guy gets nicked up or he can't play, then what are you left with? And I compare it to the Titans. Remember, I believe it was last year, Derek Henry went down. He had to have foot surgery, right? That's not, Josh Jacobs situation. But it, it goes to my point that after the after Derrick Henry was out, the Titans were still able to win because they had a good collective football team. But they had to change things up. They couldn't run the same offense they ran with Derrick Henry because he's such a different type of player. He's like a freight train at like 240, 240-something pounds. And they had to kind of change things up. So the Raiders have found their winning formula. But what happens if... They have to change up that formula. Do they do they have a switch up pitch? It, you know, mm-hmm. is Zamir White good enough to handle five to ten carries if necessary? Is is Zamir Abdul healthy enough to handle five to ten carries if ne- if necessary? Can he can can you use the short passing game to mimic the run game? As I said in the previous show, that you could do that, but it takes away from the physical nature of your advantage. The Raiders have been super super physical in the trenches, and that's how they've been winning games inside out. Now, if you don't have Jacobs out there. You have to find a different route. Now, Devontae Adams is out there, but he he then becomes your focal point of the offense, and then you don't have another guy out there who's as reliable as him <clears> because he, Hunter Renfro and Waller are hurt, and Jacobs, you know, nicked up. 
And that's what, to me, concerns me about the game, too. If if for some reason, again, we hope it's not the case, but if, if Josh Jacobs is limited, even if he plays and he's limited and they can't get out there, can't get him out there for as many snaps as he's used to, uh, your short passing game is kind of non-existent right now, right? I mean, yes, you have Mac Hollins, you mentioned him, but but the Hunter Renfro uh, specialty with those short slant routes, uh, and of course, Darren Waller. Uh, if you have that full complement of weapons and Josh Jacobs is is hurting, then at least you have those options. Uh, and you talked about uh, uh, Amir Abdullah being hurt. What do they do if, if Josh Jacobs is limited or hurt uh, and they have to go to a more short-passing offense? Of course, Foster Moreau's there, but who else might we see involved in that offense to make up for the lack of, of a running game if it happens? What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I want to see if they're going to call up one of their backs, you know, Britton Brown, <laughs> they oh, drafted, yeah. you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's weird because I've been saying this for weeks that yes, Josh Jacobs has been incredible, but you have to prepare for that emergency. I'm not saying take a significant number of carries away from Josh Jacobs, but have a second guy ready. And to this point now they've been winning. So no one's complained about it. But if something goes down, what what is plan B? Because I, I really can't tell you right now because, as I said, Zamir White has been a non-factor. Yes, he has mm-hmm. a couple of carries here and there where he looks decent. And that, run, and that offensive line is run blocking very well. But who is I, – I, I, would, I, would, I would assume that the Rays would just go pass heavy. I would assume that Josh Jacobs yeah. reverts back to what he was doing at the beginning of the season – even though Hunter Renfro and Waller are not healthy, I would I would assume that he just goes pass heavy, puts the ball in Derek Carr's hands and says, you're going to have to win this game. Because the Rams, believe it or not, the Rams' run defense, I believe, is still top 10 across the league. So they have it a is. strong run defense, even without Aaron Dalton. Now, I know the CLCLs lost their top running back last week, so he wasn't mm-hmm. able to play a full game. But the Rams have a tough defensive front. The way you attack the Rams is on the back end. Ramsey, as good as he is, he can't be everywhere on the field. So wherever he's not, that's where you're throwing the football. So that's when guys like Mac Hollins come into play. I know Raiders fans are going to roll their eyes a bit, but Keelan Cole, I know that he's underwhelming, but he he may have to step up if Devonta Adams is seeing double coverage with the safety over the top. DJ Turner. Uh, DJ Turner, he's got speed. Foster Moreau, you know, mm-hmm. step up being the starting tight end there, assuming he's okay because I know he got dinged up last game. Yeah. Uh, those guys are going to have to step up and attack the Rams' uh, pass defense because – that's the weakness of the, of their unit. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Raiders didn't go sign another tight end because Foster Moreau, the last two games, has missed a couple plays because of injury. Thank goodness he didn't have a concussion or anything like that. But mm-hmm. but they were down to one tight end. Uh, and so you would think that they would do that, but clearly they. I, I think that's a good sign, actually. I think that's a sign that points to Darren Waller coming back uh, for that Patriots game, but we'll have to see how that goes. All right, we're going to take our final break here on this Wednesday show. We're going to get to some mail. We had some tweets that uh, Mo forwarded and retweeted so that we could answer them. We promised our viewers, or excuse me, our viewers and our listeners, 
that we would answer those. So we're going to get to some of those. Also, Mo, did you see the smoke show sitting next to Mark Davis at the game on Sunday? Did you see that clip? I saw it. Um, <laughs> one of our loyal listeners, Sashi, said, of course, Mark Davis is having a fantastic day. Look who was sitting <laughs> next to him. Well, was, we have was one of the funny re- uh, we have found out who that young woman is. And so we're going to talk about that, too, when we come back, just because it's fun and it's Wednesday and you're almost there to game day on a Thursday with the Raiders. By the way, how many Raider fans are going to call in sick Friday if they win? I think I think a few. About 40%. Stay home, you know, have some barbecue chicken. Oh, barbecue chicken. That's right. Barbecue chicken and maybe some lamb. Eh, Yeah. Maybe. Maybe some lamb. Lamb is actually pretty good. I've had lamb before. In fact, Mo, I will tell you, for Christmas dinner this year, finally got a hold of my grandmother's recipe. We're having leg of lamb. Oh, so is that a foreshadowing? Ah, Could be. That lamb could be in Los Angeles. (laughs) <laughs> for Shango, what the Rays could be snacking on Thursday night. Oh, look at there. that, Mo. Man, you're swift. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will get to your mail, your tweets, and we will tell you about the blonde sitting next to Mark Davis and who he is and answer the question, are they dating? I mean, oh, I can gosh. cut my hair that way. I'm married, though. But anyway, we're here on Silver and Black today and Odyssey Original <laughs> Podcast. We'll be back right after these messages. Take care. <laughs> 